Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Journal of Isikos podcast. My name is Dr. Andreas Voss and together with Dr. Manus Brilakis, we're more than happy to have Professor Nick van Dijk with us today from the Netherlands. He is the editor-in-chief of the journal Isikos and a highly specialized foot and ankle surgeon. In this episode, we will talk about his recently published editorial, the history and development of the Journal of Isikos and the move from a BMJ to a new publisher, Elsevier. Hi, Nick, and thank you for your time to join our podcast. Maybe um, you can tell us a few words about um, your person and your clinical background. Hello, Andreas. Uh, uh, thank you for having this podcast. And uh, um, my clinical background is that I was the, the head of department in um, orthopedic department in the Academic Medical Center in Amsterdam. I retired um, from the university in 2016, and since then I work in the FIFA Medical Center of Excellence in Madrid and in uh, Porto in Portugal. Um, and I'm uh, since six years the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Isikos. Uh, so let me start with my first question. Um, how did the Journal of Isikos start actually? Well, the official journal of Isikos for many years was uh, the Journal of Arthroscopy, as you know. Um, and the Journal of Arthroscopy uh, only covers research on arthroscopy. But Isikos is obviously much broader than arthroscopy and also covers areas like orthopedic sports medicine and, and for example, knee arthroplasty. And so for long, it has been the desire of many at Isikos to have um, our own scientific journal. The main reasons were not only authority and freedom of choice over content, but also authority over uh, policy. And the ISACOS leadership therefore decided to create a journal task force headed by John Bartlett. And on the basis of their report, ISACOS decided to launch a new journal with BMJ as our publisher. And that's how it all started. And, and that was how many years ago? That was six years ago. Okay, great. And, and how did you become the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Isikos? Well, one day I received a call from the uh, Isikos president, uh, Mark Seffron. Um, he was at that moment at the airport uh, on his way back from a meeting, uh, a meeting that he had in Japan with the presidential line. And, and they discussed um, the journal and decided to ask me to take to take on the journal as editor-in-chief and and basically that's how it started and and of course i first did some research on what it takes and i consulted with some of my friends from other journals uh, john carlson the editor-in-chief of uh, ksda uh, bruce ryder um, from the american journal of sports medicine and i consulted with uh, jim lubovitch uh, from the green journal and basically they provided me with important information and their advices and recommendations helped me a lot in, in taking on the decision and, and helped me also a lot in, in starting up the journal. Okay, and as you became the editor-in-chief, what have been the next steps for the Journal of Israel? Because I mean, you were a one-man show at the beginning. How did you, how did you start? Well, I started with uh, a SWOT analysis of the current situation, um, what were the strengths, what were the weaknesses of our main competitors. 
uh, where were the main opportunities and what were the main threats of a, a starting up journal. And this resulted then in a business plan with a mission for the journal, um, a vision on the direction for the journal, um, what were our target groups, um, and it provided the structure for the organization. And, and in that structure, for me, um, after the talks that I had with the, the other editor-in-chiefs of our competitor journals, um, they, they, they told me the position of managing editor um, is, is highly important. And so I was lucky that Leendert Blankevoort uh, took this position uh, because I know Leendert for many, many years, probably more than, than 25. Um, uh, yesterday, uh, together we had a PhD defense of one of our PhDs, so uh, I still work with him scientifically. Um, and as the research director of our uh, research department, he knows the field, he is up to date with the orthopedic literature, and beside that he is very um, accurate um, and dedicated. And, and that's what you really need in this, uh, in this position. Of course, yeah. And, and, and one, one, maybe to add, um, uh, one of the important decisions that we needed to make uh, in the beginning was, um, are we going to be subscription-based subscription or uh, open access? And are we going printed or uh, online only? And although we saw the benefits of open access, uh, we decided to go for a print journal uh, because printed journals have added value in case they are the official publication of a large society as, as ISACOS is. Mm. A so society member must recognize himself in the content of the journal. This is what my society has selected for me to read and, and to study. And the, the physical presence of the journal on your desk, um, it remembers you to open it one day and, and, and to read it. And so I believe that was a good decision to start with, uh, with a print journal because it showed the dedication of ISACOS to serve their members. Uh, and it also clearly distinguished us from, from all those predatory fake online only journals. So I believe this decision was good and, and provided us with a, with a sort of flying start. Yeah, and, and since the publication of the first issue, there has been a sensational success of the Journal of Isakos, and it has become a leading journal uh, in the world of arthroscopy and sports medicine and also orthoplasty. I mean, what was the secret of this success? Do you have any special tips or? Well, um, I believe that, that, I don't know how you say it, that the leitmotif uh, of Isakos, uh, leitmotif is difficult to translate, but governing idea of, or, or motto of, of uh, Jesus Cos uh, from the start was the first choice is on quality. And this governing principle was there for basically all the decisions that we made, whether it was the choice for the editorial board members, the choice for our reviewers, the choice of article types, the layout of the articles, but also and probably most importantly, uh, on the manuscript that uh, that we publish. So one of the secrets um, is our editorial board. And we have excellent editorial board members who are all leaders in their field. They represent all the major geographic regions and they also cover all scientific areas. Regenerative knee, uh, cartilage, uh, all the major joints, 
uh, orthopedic sports medicine, but also tissue engineering and, and, and biomechanics. Um, and as you know, um, apart from, from the, the editorial board members, we also have the two social media editors, and, and you are obviously one of them, a statistical editor and, and a video editor. So I believe we are very well um, equipped, and that is uh, one of the secrets. Another secret, as you might call it a secret, is the type of articles that we publish. The first year, uh, the first years, we limited ourselves to three article types, as you know. In der Beschränkung zeigt sich der Meister. Um, maybe you translate it as less is more. So we had the state of the art articles, um, the systematic reviews and the classic. And that's how we started. And specifically, uh, the state of the art article uh, cycle makes Gizekos stand out in relation to the other journals. Um, the analysis of the present state of diagnosis and treatment and the pros and cons of the uh, various alternatives, uh, the future possibilities for the field, uh, all written by um, uh, uh, basically a three or four person author team with uh, experts from uh, three different uh, continents, which provide um, a global perspective and um, it also highlights um, the regional differences, that is, if there's regional uh, differences. And of course, we then, from those three article types, um, uh, in which all the articles were invited, all the articles were commissioned, we gradually transformed into a peer-reviewed journal, uh, which also contain, contained uh, original research. And, and another... Um, uh, probably important reason for the success of GISACOS is um, that all the way we had the full support of the ISACOS leadership and the ISACOS office. But most of all, um, we thank the success to the authors who believed in us. I mean, they had to submit uh, to a journal that was not indexed. So we must be very thankful for all those authors that all those years uh, believed in us and also the reviewers which believed in us. Uh, we have a really fantastic group of reviewers and their reviews really improve the quality of the manuscript. So, yeah, I believe these are some of the, of the secrets, as you might call it. So, so would you agree that the success is based on, on teamwork? Like we would uh, also call it in, uh, in, in, in the OR or in, in the clinic? Yeah. The, for sure, that it is, is real uh, teamwork, and um, uh, the success is, is based on the uh, the input of, of of many, and and also all the committees. I mean, we have excellent committees with dedicated committee members, and and they all want to contribute, and they also want to contribute to the journal. So, all the commissioned articles, um, we seldomly had uh, an author who who didn't want to. Um, to provide uh, to provide uh, a manuscript, so that was really uh, heartwarming, um, uh, so to speak. And also the the reviewers. I mean, um, to review for a journal that's not indexed, um, I believe that it was real teamwork, like you say. Now with the move to Elsevier as the new publisher, uh, the Journal of Isakos is going open access. Uh, what was the background of this decision? 
Uh, yes, indeed, as you say, the, the journal is undergoing uh, some changes and, and beginning uh, January the 1st uh, next year, the journal will be a gold open access journal. So we're currently undergoing the transition um, um, and we're going also a transition in publisher. Uh, we go to Elsevier from BMJ and BMJ really served as well for the, uh, for the, the, the past uh, five, six years. Um, but I'm excited to, um, to start now with, uh, with El Elsevier. And uh, first of all, um, Elsevier has a large experience with journal publishing and they will provide us with the widest possible dissemination and international presence uh, of the content by means of their um, Science Direct platform. Um, maybe you know, but uh, uh, or you don't know, but uh, probably you are. Uh, you know that Science Direct is uh, the largest uh, journal platform, which is not only excellent for the visibility of our content, but I expect through um, Science Direct to attract uh, many submissions uh, from all over the world. Uh, Elsevier also has an enormous uh, uh, resources in data and uh, in analy uh, analytics. They do a lot uh, of analytics um, and they have an excellent marketing plan which will be exclusive for us and for, for our mission. Uh, their social media presence uh, will benefit uh, the further development of, uh, of Gizekos. And, and what I also like is that they have special programs, for example, their their author feedback program is great. Uh, they have a wonderful uh, reviewer recognition program. Uh, program. They have the Your Paper Your Way, um, which I believe is, is good for um, submissions for, for authors that they don't have to change uh, their manuscript when they submit to us, when it was first submitted to another journal. Um, uh, the preprint program, which we might install. Um, so I believe there are many benefits uh, for authors and reviewers, and uh, I think um, that it will help to improve the quality of our manuscripts. So that's the uh, change to Elsevier. Um, the second part of your question was uh, why OA, uh, why open access? Um, and as I told you in the beginning, we um, uh, six years ago, we were considering open access um, because the benefits of an open access journal is that all articles are freely available uh, by internet um, and that therefore there is a wider visibility um, of, of the content than articles which are published behind subscription uh, barriers. Um, there have been studies uh, performed um, that suggest that on average open access articles are twice as likely to be cited when compared to uh, um, articles which are published behind the subscription barriers. Open access um, benefits um, uh, the scientific community by, by making the research immediately and freely available to uh, all who wants to, uh, to read it. And, and you can also um, uh, submit or, or email or yeah, transmit your article directly um, to your friends, to your colleagues, um, so I believe that is that is an important um, uh, benefit. Uh, apart from that, it's green. Uh, of course, there is less production cost. Um, the production timeline is shorter, um, 
and I believe that at a certain point in time, all journals uh, will need to go there uh, at some point in time. When we look at uh, uh, our competitor journals, they, their flagship journal is a print journal, and, and so our flagship journal uh, now will be OA, and that also distinguishes us then from, from our, our main competitors. So basically there were a lot of reasons to, uh, to switch to OA, and to be honest, we had no choice. <laughs> um, several large publishers were interested to publish our journal, but they all demanded us to go open access. So um, we had no choice. That's what it is. And what do you expect for the future? I mean, what are your plans for the Journal of Physicos? Um, well, the mission which we uh, formulated um, when we started in 2016 uh, we formulated it um, such as uh, Gizikos uh, should develop into a journal which is uh, worldwide renowned for uh, excellence, uh, editorial excellence, um, uh, for its applicability to patient care, uh, a journal which is indexed, uh, financially viable uh, and independent, and a journal that um, meets the specific needs of of ESACOS members and and that mission um, has, has stayed the same. As you know, um, we were recently uh, accepted uh, uh, in Medline and, and, and PubMed um, and we're also um, uh, now into Clarifate Analytics uh, Emergency Resources Index, which is a precursor to uh, get an impact factor. So we are proud that we are able to accomplish, um, to have accomplished this in a relatively short time. And I believe it, it underlines the quality of the manuscript that we publish. And with Elsevier, we have a solid foundation to build further uh, on this. And, and so for the future, I expect that we will grow in the number of, um, of quality submissions and the number of, um, of published articles. But we also have to keep in mind um, uh, to cater for the specific needs of, of our members. Um, we want to present to our members the global um, uh, perspective. For the short term, um, we plan to uh, expand the editorial board with associate editors uh, and rapid review editors. Um, and as you know, also uh, a social media editor. Um, we will add new sections, um, such as uh, Letter to the Editor and uh, the GZCOS video library with peer-reviewed surgical techniques. Um, and I, I also want to, to involve more the clinical committees. As I told you, the clinical committees are, are very active and the members of the GZCOS committees are the very best specialists in the world. And the level of activity and commitment of, um, uh, of our committees has traditionally been uh, very high. So I would, I would want to make use of their expertise, their drive and their, and their knowledge. Um, so my, what I want to do uh, is to make each of the eight clinical committees during each two year period responsible for a theme issue. 
um, I believe that would be um, uh, interesting to have them compose a theme issue like a state of the art, like a classic, maybe a case report. Maybe they, they will, uh, they can submit also uh, uh, a current concept on the same topic. Um, I believe that would be uh, that would be uh, interesting. I would also like to see more interaction between the Congress, our biannual Congress uh, program, and uh, the GSACOS. Uh, for example, to have uh, GSACOS branded session at the Congress on controversial topics, maybe pro-con debates, um, uh, for which the editorial board uh, members um, in which they are involved. Um, maybe also uh, a session like the symposium um, on, uh, lit on a literary review from, from GISACOS, uh, the best by five best articles uh, which we published uh, the last five years, and then invite the author and have a pro-con debate on those uh, five, um, uh, five paper, top papers. Um, and what I feel is important that we should develop uh, incentives to encourage submissions of the Congress presentation. Um, Congress presentations, uh, when they're accepted in the Congress, are, are, um, are top, uh, can be turned into top papers. And I would like to attract those papers more than we do um, uh, currently. Also, of course, the award papers, I believe they should be uh, published um, in, in, in the GCPOS. And maybe we can, because the webinars are here to stay, uh, maybe we also can have uh, webinars um, on GSACOS topics. So GSACOS webinars on, on controversial or, or emerging or, or hot topics. Uh, concerning the podcast that you and, and uh, Manos uh, uh, create so excellently, um, I think we have to uh, expand them with um, um, with pro-con uh, discussions, invite an editorial board member and have a discussion with the author, the main author or the, uh, yeah, the senior author and then have a, have a discussion. So uh, I believe we have a lot of plans, um, but most important is that we want to establish ourselves as a respected journal with a, a recognizable mix of content, uh, which provides uh, added value to, to our readers. Uh, our members must be able to identify themselves with the, with the journal. Uh, I believe that is, uh, that is important. Um, so I hope that this answers your question on, on future avenues uh, uh, for the journal. Absolutely, absolutely, Nick. And I have no further questions because uh, you really, really um, gave us an, an in-view in, in the journal of Visico's process and what it will be in the future. So. Um, Thank you once again for being our guest today and uh, hopefully we'll have you back for another episode in the near future. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, uh, Andreas. This was Associate Professor Dr. Andreas Voss from the University Hospital of Regensburg in Germany on behalf of the Journal of Isakos. We hope to have you back for our next episode. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the society or the journal.